here's what I would tell somebody is you're on the interview now for your next job, period. Whether your next job is here or whether your next job is somewhere else, you're on that interview. How you work right now is what makes a difference on whether you get that next one. Welcome to the Yak Show. I'm here with my co-host Kyle Motal, and we are super excited and thrilled about today's guest, and we cannot wait to get this interview started. I am so excited to have Coach Boyce on here today because he's going to bring some great stories to all our listeners. He's been, he's a great mentor of ours, coach, friend, and he's overcame some great challenges throughout his life and career. He is a leader at home. He is a leader at work. He is an amazing father, a great husband, and an awesome boss. He is the head football coach at Victoria West High School. They had a outstanding season in 2020. This year in 2021, it should be nothing but greatness. Coach Boyce, how are you doing? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Appreciate y'all having me. No problem, Coach. Let's go ahead and get this thing kicked off. I know it's getting closer to the season. Things are getting busy. But what's going on in your life? Uh, well, I'm the head football coach and boys athletic coordinator at uh, Victoria West High School. Uh, you know, married, three kids. Uh, they're 7, 12, 14, so they keep us plenty busy. And, um, you know, we, uh, my wife makes everything possible for me to do in my job. You know, things that you mentioned uh, just a second ago is um, – you know, she's a big key factor. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, um, uh, that goes, uh, un, you know, unthanked in a sense, uh, sometimes because, uh, without what she does for me, uh, allowing me to be a coach and, uh, you know, give my time, you know, to Victoria West, it just wouldn't be possible. Uh, so that's, that's what we're up to. In the middle of the summer, excited, you know, new season's right around the corner and, you know, looking forward to it. It's the talk of the town, Coach. Everybody's talking about this upcoming season. It's going to be a great one. Let's talk about some some of those circumstances that you had to face, those challenges you had to face. And if you didn't face those, you wouldn't be the man you are today. You wouldn't be the coach you are today. There's just things, you know, going in high school, I wanted to go play college ball. And uh, I really never doubted that that was going to happen. And, but I also didn't know how I was, it was going to happen. And, uh, you know, so college, I've kind of took a leap of faith and just, or going, coming out of high school, took a leap of faith of just going to two colleges I never visited. You know, I went to Cisco Junior College. Um, and then, from Cisco, I signed with Western New Mexico University, sight unseen, and I didn't care because they were going to pay for it. And, uh, you know, and that really is what turned into the goal was I was getting to play. It was going to be for free. And, uh, and, I, and I think, you know, challenges are sticking with it, you know, because even um, just in general, just sticking with it is – it's a tough thing to do. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, whether, uh, I mean, I definitely had many questions every night on, you know, sometimes if I was good enough to be playing and, 
you know, and then from, from there, I took a leap of faith and a big decision. You know, I think one of the bigger decisions in my life was deciding to go play football in Europe and uh, uh, going to Italy. You know, that took, uh, you know, my parents, I think, uh, were very supportive in the sense of, like, this is something I should do. And, uh, I, you know, it's just it seems like the challenges were just little ones along the way. And then when I got there, uh, you know, things seemed good. Team was doing good. Um, this was a team that hadn't been that successful. And we were winning. And then, you know, we lost a couple games that uh, the uh, administration, the general manager and things, they didn't think that we should have lost. And they were ready to fire me. In fact, they called me and fired me and said, you need to come get your stuff, move out, and you're gone. And so I think it was right after that I called my, um, called my dad. I was in Rome at the time. I called him. I said, look, they're trying to fire me. This ain't happening. This is, this is just a dumb, dumb decision. You know, I had hurt my knee, and I think they knew it was more severe than they were telling me. And um, – in fact, when I got back to the States, I had torn my ACL. And uh, I said, you know, I don't care if I'm hurt. I'm going to finish this out. And so I went to them and told them, look, we won't lose. And um, they still brought in another quarterback, but he never got to play. <laughs> so we lost in the, in the final. We couldn't make an extra point. Um, but that was – that was probably the first time where I felt like I would, I really went on, a, you know, out on, put myself on, you know, on, on check in the sense of if I didn't get that taken care of, I was gone. And, um, and there were still plenty of friends and family coming out to visit, you know, plane ticket spot, you know, I definitely felt that pressure and, uh, you know, we got all the way to the final and, we lost 30 to 24 and, you know, that team had never been to the Super Bowl and they were much less the quarterfinals in the Euro Bowl. And so we did two things and they were, you know, they were kind of just really happy about it. And, but after that, I went back to the States and found out I had torn my ACL. So that's pretty much what I was doing for about five, five, six ball games at the end of the year. And uh, I kind of had a feeling uh, but you know, you make decisions and, uh, you go with it, you know, I shave my legs from the toes all the way up to the, <laughs> to the top of the thigh. And, uh, I had a brace on, taped it up. I did it, you know, oh, shoot, I was doing it myself because I didn't want, uh, I didn't really want them knowing what was going on. And I had a sock that, you know, two socks that could cover it. And they knew I, I always wore the brace, but, uh, you know, I just sometimes when I got hit, I just had to stay on the ground a little while longer. But I got to I'd get up. So, you know, all that went on. And and then, uh, you know, I think making that decision to get into coaching, it was I actually accepted a job while I was in uh, in, in Amsterdam with Coach McGangus, you know, through yeah. email. <laughs> Hold on. So I love this story. It's, it's, it's perfect, right? So you're playing high school football. There's no doubt that you're going to play college ball. That was your dream. That was your purpose. Sure. And you were sticking with it. And mm -hmm. it didn't matter if it was a sight unseen, uh, you were still going to go play in New Mexico. 
Right. Which you did. So what gave you that motivation and that confidence to really just know it was going to happen uh, for you? Well, I mean, you guys, you know, I'm from Victoria and, uh, shoot, I, you know, I, I think, I think we all remember certain things that kind of trigger us where I don't necessarily think it was everybody. Uh, you know, but I was a private school kid, uh, growing up and, um, I wanted to, I wanted to go to Victoria. I wanted to go to the public school because I felt like that's where the competition was. And, um, and there were, there were, you know, probably a few people that were like, you're never going to, you're going to go there. You're not going to play. You know, that definitely wasn't happening in my household. It wasn't everyone around me, but you know, I think you just remember those triggers. And, um, and I think it was just, you know, sometimes it was just a confidence that did get shook, shook in college. They did get shook when I was in Italy, you know, it, um, and those were things that was when I would have to deal with it. But, um, you know, in the sense, I, I think I just decided that, that I just believed I would, you know, um, I didn't pay attention to the fact that I wasn't very fast <laughs> or, or, uh, very big, you know, kind of deal. So, you know, I just thought I could. And, um, you know, I got to, I got to play the entire time I was in college and, uh, you know, um, but, you know, at the same time, I wasn't, uh, you know, I think it turned into the money deal and uh, just wanting to get it paid for in that sense where, you know, there were other opportunities, maybe at bigger schools, but, you know, they weren't going to pay, um, you know, they weren't going to pay or they were just, you know, they were going to pay a little or they were going to give me academic money so that I could, uh, you know, at some schools that were out of state. But, you know, I think, I think it's very easy to go, you know, it's good to feel wanted. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's where I went. But other than that, I mean, I, I just think that that was just my mentality. coaches of yours in Europe told you to pack your bags and go home. Would you say a moment like that prepared you to face the challenges that you were going to face in the future? Yeah, I would. I mean, I don't think I'm thinking about it at the time. You know, uh, you know, I got, there's a group of friends that we, we typically meet every Wednesday on zoom, uh, you know, uh, really ever since COVID happened, you know, it's like, why weren't we doing this before? You know, we meet once a week and, you know, they didn't play college athletics and things of that sort, but they did play high school. And those are the guys that show up to work. 
you know, they're the ones that they're not looking for, uh, they're not looking for a way out. And uh, I don't think it was any different for me. It was just in, still in the sports realm of things that, um, yeah, just sticking it out and basically just saying no. I mean, I, I can, I, I, there, you know, another incident that uh, stood out was we're playing Cal Poly in California and I started the first half and we were in the game and I felt like I was, I, you know, there were just some games where you felt you felt better than others, and especially at the college level, uh, you never know when the other team, you know, just how good they are, and uh, and they take me out at the and we come out at halftime. They said, "Hey, we're going to put in uh, uh, Niels," and I said, uh, "Okay," like kind of what <laughs> something happened. And then I just, I guess it was a look on my face. He said, well, he's got bigger hands, you know, and it was raining. And I said, you're kidding. I said, all right. He goes out there. <laughs> First two snaps from under center, he slips and falls. Third down, they put him in the gun, incomplete. We punt. He comes off and he, and he tells me, he goes, I didn't think I was going to play. And he shows me his cleats. He's missing like. You know, we had, you know, you had to put the spikes in the cleats and he was missing like four or five of his cleats in each of his, in each of his shoes. <laughs> so they put me back in. So, you know, I, there were, you know, I think things like going out to New Mexico where, you know, uh, you're kind of, you know, they stereotype Texans and in, in a sense and, you know, you're having to kind of learn. These guys are all from California, Arizona, and New Mexico, and you're, you know, you don't necessarily fit in right away, and so you got to do that. So I think assimilating and then having to do that in Italy, and then just you know persevering in that sense, and just saying, you know, I, I didn't like being told no. Also, so you know, that's just I've had to learn how to take a no. <laughs> you know. Uh, in the professional world, but I, you know, if there was something you could do about it, uh, why not? Definitely. And those opportunities were thrown your way and you took right. advantage of them because your purpose was to play football and it was to be in that realm of sports. And, you know, there's a lot of people that see those opportunities, but they don't have a purpose. You know, those opportunities come their way, but they, they're afraid to take it on right. because they may not have a purpose. So what, you know, Here's the question. Mm -hmm. How do people find a purpose? Right? What, what is the best way for someone to really understand that their purpose is, is really inside of them? Because we're all born and destined to be unique in each way. And really finding that purpose is the key element in order to really take advantage of those opportunities uh, that you much so did. Uh, one, I think you've got to expose yourself to different things not just necessarily when an opportunity presents itself. I think you got to expose yourself. I think you got to be willing to, you know, I'm a pretty conservative guy in the sense of what is a chance and taking chances. And, um, you know, and that there's times where I wish I was a little more risky, you know, in some situations that maybe would have altered uh, uh, things, you know, and how they've gone uh, in some situations throughout my life that, you know, but it's all led me to here. But I think 
the number one thing is exposing yourself and really being willing to be critiqued, you know, exposing yourself, willing to be criticized or deal with criticism. However, it may, I mean, um, I, I know being a coach of, I've worked with a, great, a bunch of great guys in high school, but personally, those who have coached me, whether I like them or not, have molded me currently. You know, where, yeah, you know, Mark Reeve, Leonard McAngus, those guys are, you know, top two and how they influenced me. And Leonard McAngus has influenced me beyond, at you know, as a player, but as a coach, as a person, just as a human being. And, um, but, you know, through college, I mean, I went through uh, three offensive coordinators, had to learn three new offenses, um, you know, so there were definite ways that they did things that, and it wasn't always directed at me, but I saw how other guys dealt with it and probably, no, you know, just noticed that that doesn't work, you know, and I, but I don't think at the time that it's going on, you're like subconsciously thinking about it and I'm not going to coach like that, you know, um, but I do think that it has molded us and, you know, and being able to, um, you know, coach, coach everyone. Shipley, there are two qualities that true team leaders should have. Be at the front of the line when it's time to work and be at the end of the line when it's time to eat. Let's weigh in on support group and mentors. Coach McAngus and Coach Reeve. Both of those were very influential men in your life. They were coaches to you. How did they make you a better individual? In high school, I think uh, uh, Mark Reeve gave me a lot of confidence. Uh, I think uh, he made he made not only me, but he made you feel good about yourself and that you could get the job done. And it wasn't, hey, you can do it. It's just. It was everything about how they prepped you, how he prepped you, how he talked to you. It wasn't always just about football, um, you know, and I think that uh, he gave gave you confidence. And, you know, Leonard McAngus did that. Uh, you know, Mark Reeve in high school was my uh, position coach, you know, and Leonard McAngus called the plays, you know. So there was, you know, a lot of interaction with both of them and, you felt like they they were going to put you in the right spot. I mean, it was nothing you ever thought of. I mean, you just, I, yeah, I think it, their confidence rubs off, and I uh, think that's important in that sense. Um, you know, after, you know, I ran into uh, Coach McGangus, you know, while I was at college, I'd come back to watch a high school playoff game, uh, one weekend in San Antonio, uh, and I told him I was thinking about going into coaching, and he was like, well, I'll call you. You know, and I'm, I'm in college. I'm like, you know, what what am I eating next? 
you know, what, what, where am I going to eat? He called me super early one morning, which I did not wake up early at this time. The seat, I was done playing football. There were no more early morning workouts. Pushed me and said, hey, I want you to come to Gonzales. And, you know, then it was how to get it done. And then I figured out how I could do my student teaching in Gonzales and got people to approve things that normally they might not approve at Western New Mexico to allow a guy to go that far to do a student teaching and things of that sort. And Leonard was kind of right there along the way the entire time. And I never would have called him Leonard at that time. And uh, he was always Coach Mack. But then, you know, getting to Gonzalez and then going to Northwest with him and, you know, seeing how he treats um, – uh, you know, his wife and, you know, how he expects, you know, and how he treated his own kids, you know, I think was an immediate reflection uh, that, you know, I, I felt like I could emulate in that sense. And, uh, you know, I, it, and, and spiritually, I mean, Coach McGangus has been uh, uh, my mentor in that aspect. And, you know, I still talk to him to this day. I mean, I got it. I mean, there's no reason to do anything on your own. You know, um, head, head coach is, is great. You make, you get to make decisions, uh, you know, but I like, uh, you know, it doesn't always have to just be yours. You know, I think uh, you got to drop your pride at the door and, and be willing to, to listen to others, especially those that you work with and, you know, and those that have gone through this, you know, think guys that have made these decisions, you know, why try to reinvent the wheel? That's so good. I mean, you know, definitely you have to have a support system because no mm -hmm. one, like you mentioned, no one can do it themselves. And so, but what right. I'm hearing is be coachable. Sure. That's so important along the way is really soaking that information from really anybody who may mm -hmm. have an experience that you're looking to get to and really that knowledge and just be coachable, soak it all in and pay attention to your environment. Right. No, no doubt. No, I think uh, you got to, you know, and when you're coming up, be willing to listen, which is being coachable, <laughs> you know, and you know, there, you know, like another coach that had influence on me, Larry Meek, he was our offensive coordinator uh, when I was quarterbacks coach up at Justin Northwest. When I stepped out of line, with my responsibilities, he would let me know. And if he didn't let me know, yeah, it, it, it was no fun hearing it, but if he never would have let me know, I never would have known. So, uh, and, I, and I think Coach McGangus is that way. And, and so I always feel the need to let you know when you're doing right and when you're not. You may not listen, but I think that's um, I think that's an important step. I'd rather somebody know about it than not, and I just ignore it. So, yeah, Be being in a position now at Victoria West as the head coach, now now you're in a position where you know you are the person that people are looking up to. You know, whether it's the kids, your student athletes, or fellow coaches, hmm. um, you sticking to it you know, through your journey and continuing to persevere and taking one challenge after the other and kind of building up to where you have that full confidence now uh, to where you 
can be coachable, but now you're expecting others to be coachable. How have you helped others deal with that similar journey? Those kids that are on the verge of, you know, I want to, I don't want to play football. I want to play football or an employee that's kind of, you know, half in, half out. How can you, you know, help them along that way and to where they stick to it? Well, with employee or colleagues, I try to lay it out all to them of what they're getting into. <laughs> so they're not halfway in, halfway out. But, um, uh, I, I mean, speaking on that, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, I, as a head coach, I haven't always necessarily been the coach at a position where I have, and I've had someone that I'm assisting because I'm moving them towards that to take it over or somebody else has been doing it and I've been their assistant. Um, I, I, for me, I, I know that was something I liked. And so I think that shows, you know, support for me and that, you know, I am here to help you out and you're not going to, you know, be drowning on your own. And I'm just going to come question you and what you're doing that, no, that's not right. And get this fixed. And, you know, so I've, and I'm not going to say that that's, I mean, it is, it can be exhausting at times, but I think that, uh, you know, yeah, working like that and uh, is definitely worth it, you know, as far as that way. But, you know, trying to help somebody that may be halfway in and out, I think listen to them in the sense of like, you know, what do you want? And then find out what they want and then say, look, well, maybe it's, it's not here. That's not here. Or maybe, yeah, that is attainable here. You know, that's something you can work towards, you know, showing them, you know, trying to, show them or help them in a way in the sense of showing them the way to it, you know, um, but in the coaching profession, there's not always a, you know, there's definitely not a straight path. It's not a, uh, you know, to, to get to where you want to go. But uh, I think, you know, you work hard. Uh, I think that that's, you know, here's what I would tell somebody is you're on the interview now for your next job period. Whether your next job is here or whether your next job is somewhere else, you're on that interview. How you work right now is what makes a difference on whether you get that next one. Uh, kids, you know, I, you know, obviously, you know, just younger. And so uh, I think that you can talk to them about a path. You can talk to them about what they need. Uh, and I think you got to be straight with them. I think in both instances, you just got to be honest with them. You know, I think they know if you're honest with them, you're telling them the truth and what you do have to say, they're going to listen to it or hear it, you know, better. I mean, um, but just encourage, I think it's just important to encourage. And I think it's important for them to know that, you know, kids in general that maybe halfway in or out that uh, this is not the only thing that's going on in coach Boyce's life either. You know, there's a million other things. And that's usually what causes us to be halfway out. You know, what else is going on? So I think it's important to, uh, when you, you know, you talked about the right here and now, you know, where your feet are, where you're at is what's important at that very moment. And it may not be anything you could do at that moment to take care of what else, whatever else going on in your life, you know, but you can take care of it. And, um, uh, 
you know, you can't squash it all at one time. That's exactly what Coach McCarter always used to tell me and Kyle. Win. What's important now? Nothing else matters once you step within those white lines. Yeah, leave it at the door, man. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's all it's all fun challenges. I think uh, anything worth doing uh, does have its exhaustion, but it also has its that challenges that are worth doing has its exhaustion but at the same time it's exhilarating what are some challenges that you see in the future the demands that the kids had to do last year you know because of a global pandemic of they handled it so well and so i i think every year every you know uh, consecutive year, you find out that these kids are just more and more and more resilient every time. So I don't fear or concern too much about the challenges of that they might face. I just feel like they're very resilient. I think just continuing to grow athletics in high school is it, it is a, it's a fight. It's not, um, it's not a given that this many kids is going to show up next year. And it's, it's about, it's a fight in the sense of you got to go out and you got to, you know, you got to continue to encourage people that it's okay to, to get involved in athletics in high school, you know, to give up your time, you know, uh, to get, you know, get outside of yourself and put some, you know, make something else uh, just as important. So I think it's, um, I think that's the biggest challenge is just getting out and continuing to, uh, you know, promote, uh, you know, athletics in general, um, you know, numbers up high, low. Um, I think they are going to show up, you know, I do have that positive outlook. Um, but I, you know, I think there's uh, just in general, giving up your time is, uh, you know, the biggest challenge. Yeah, definitely, Coach. I mean, you, you talked about really encouraging them along the way, understanding their goals, their values, and how you can just help them connect and guide mm -hmm. them to where, sure. they want, where they want to be and where they need to be, where they feel the most fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And with your ongoing support, I definitely can see that in your team and the vibe and everything is it's just so sure. powerful. And it really, yeah. you know, it's really contagious. I feel it. I mean, the, the, you know, just this short summer, I think the, they've done a great job. You know, uh, but I, I think there's just a big scope of, you know, if you're trying to figure out what challenges this and that, I think, uh, I think as long as you're willing to, to put up, you know, to, to fight, dig and, you know, get after it, uh, I think those challenges will, you know, handle, you know, you'll handle them well. You know, you may not win every one, but you got to be willing to move on to the next. That's powerful, coach. Being able to move on to the next play. You know, sitting here the past 20 minutes listening to you just open up, talk about those challenges you have faced. I can definitely tell you, and I, I know you can contest to this, that 
you know, it's been, it's been a ride. You know, but you moved on to the next play. You moved on to the next challenge. You stuck to it. You never gave up. You never looked down on yourself. You were more concerned about how can I move to the next challenge. Do you believe being resilient and having that mindset has helped you in the position today as a head coach of Victoria West to get kids to give up their time, to get them out and play sports, to say it is okay to experience the process of being a student athlete? Sure. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, exposing yourself to different things. And, you know, when I came over from private school, I was going to be a bat. I mean, basketball, I, I, I still love basketball, but I, that's what I thought I was. And, um, and then by the end of my high school career, I'm playing football and soccer. So it, you know, I don't think everything turns out, you know, maybe how you thought, but I think if you put, you know, you put yourself uh, out there, you expose yourself, those type of things. Yes, I do think that it helps in that sense and communicating with, with kids and, you know, really my experiences with the positive coaches in my life and taking what they did with me. And, you know, I try to do, I mean, I've, I'm doing the same things they were doing. It, it works however long later it's been without going into my, you know, my age. <laughs> so it, it works the same now as it worked then. I mean, it, it's still about human relationships. Heck yeah. Well, I appreciate you, Coach Boyce. I appreciate you coming out uh, and, and hopping on this podcast with us. I know our listeners are going to get something out of it. I know they're going to relate to your journey. Um, sure. And I definitely – I know, I know at least one person is going to take something. I know well, I have. So that, that's awesome. I'm, thank you for coming. Well, that's good. I mean, I, I appreciate you all having me. Uh, you know, and thanks for what you all said at the beginning. You know, it takes good players, <laughs> you know, to move on to the next level. So uh, you two were really good. And, uh, you know, I think uh, you alls willingness when I first came in of, you know, not putting up a wall to the new coach and, you know, allowing yourselves to be coached is what made a huge difference. And you guys were leaders, so that made it, you know, that much easier for other guys to fall in. And, uh, you know, I think without that, we're, we're not very successful that first year. So, uh, and, you know, Motal had the most energy at at anybody. <laughs> and he still has the best flat foot throw, 40-yard on a, on a rope throw that uh, uh, anyone's made, and the rest of you guys that are listening that played for me, I'm sorry, that's just the facts. <laughs> <laughs> that's just you. the facts. Coach, hey, we're gonna do a two-minute drill real quick. All right, so. All right. All right, here we are. We're on the 50-yard line. We're down by three. Okay, we got two minutes left. We got a sports game. Can we throw 90 fade? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to throw eight questions at you, all right? So so random questions. Here we go, Zach. Which NFL team would you want to be drafted to? Dallas Cowboys. Sweet tea or unsweet tea? Oh, sweet tea. If you could change your career, what line of work would you do? Boy, I'd be... uh, 
I can't even think of it. I've been doing taxes. What's your favorite quote and why? Oh, man. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a quote, but, you know, we've adopted it here. The E plus R equals O. Event plus response equals outcome. Favorite all-time movie? Ooh, uh, Cinderella Man. Fourth quarter, down by one. No timeouts left. What player are you running? Warner. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we did. Yes. Done. So one of your kids want to be a coach. What advice do you give them? Uh, well, I have a very good avenue to uh, help them out and let them know what would I tell them. I said, be ready to work. Uh, it's going to be up and down, and you don't get – trust me, you're going to respond in certain ways that you've never realized, and your emotions are going to go up and down, and you're going to wonder how you control them, and then you're going to figure it out. And that's when you're going to be the best coach for any other person. Heck yeah. Favorite place to vacation? Oof. Vegas. You get, you get this one, you score. That, oh, Vegas. Oh, Vegas? Nice. Nice, nice <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a touchdown. high school and that you come out and uh, watch them play next uh, next fall and spring because they've been putting in a great deal of work and I think that they're you know they're going to go out there and they're going to give you your best and they're going to represent you well and I think they're worth coming to watch I, I think so much of my life is in my two families the the one that's at work and then the one that's at home and um, uh, I think that you know if you're in the Victoria area, you go over to Encore Resale Shop, uh, locally owned. Uh, uh, and, you know, I think that, uh, you know, they've been around since 1979. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I, I think you're just, you know, to me, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. I think in overtime, I don't go for, the, you know, the fade ball on first down. <laughs> I kind of ease my way into it, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good things that are happening, uh, uh, you know, in Victoria. And, you know, the West coaching staff is top notch. They do a great job with kids, and uh, they 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 care about them and they care about their kids.